Good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. Alongside me, as usual, CFP Allison DeBrill. Together we come to you live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, then we'd love to hear from you. All we need is your first name, the city you're calling from, and no matter what Allison and I are talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to us. We will get you right on air. 627-7979. That's 627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our client's interest ahead of our own in any business dealing. And that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals, but that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m., and that's to reach out and help as many people in the Hampton Roads listening area that we can achieve your measure of financial success, because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it. And it is a choice because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. you got to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 627-7979. Whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, the economy, insurance products, life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies. We're going to talk about some of that tonight. Retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, TSPs. 457s, uh, mortgage strategies, social security claiming options, or estate planning, wills, and trusts. All that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance we are here to discuss tonight. 627-7979. Good evening, Allison. Good evening. Like you already mentioned, tis the season, so we thought it would be apropos to talk about some tax filing issues or strategies that you could do at the last minute because the tax filing deadline this year is April 18th. And I remembered you telling me the other day that April 18th is also another important day for another reason. Yeah. You don't remember? Patriot's Day. Okay, so... In Massachusetts and Maine. Only I think Massachusetts and Maine. Maine. Well, I, I was trying to remember what you told me, and I couldn't remember what you said. So I looked up, well, April 18th holidays. And mm-hmm. Patriot's Day is not listed. However... Well, it might be called something different. Well, here are your options. Okay. Uh, this year, it's Easter Monday. No. Get this. I'm excited about this. National Animal Cracker Day? Not that one. Okay. Uh, National Lineman Appreciation Day? Like... 
Lemon lime. It looks lineman? like a power line. Power line worker. Oh, oh, lineman. Line. Lineman. lineman. Oh, like Sorry. people who work on power lines. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and I'm not sure that's really PC there, Alison. I think that's a line person day. Oh goodness. All right. Noted. And then. I can't decide if this is my favorite because I like the Animal Cracker Day, but National Velociraptor Awareness Day. (laughs) Seriously. Well, if there's one day we need, it's the National Velociraptor Day because I don't know what a velociraptor is. So we need to be more aware. Need to be aware. Yeah. So, but alas, April 18th, uh, what most people. Patriot's Day. It commemorates. The beginning of the Revolutionary War, the Paul Revere oh, yeah, ride, the, the first shots fired in Lexington and Concord uh, to signify the start of the American Revolution, pretty much only celebrated within the city limits of Boston and maybe the outlying uh, suburbs and then parts of Maine, <laughs> I think. So, I, so it sounds like most of us are not going to get yes. to celebrate that. We're going to be celebrating the tax filing right. deadline. Also Woo-hoo. the day they run the uh, Boston Marathon on. Non. So, you know, another tidbit always of on useless the 18th? information on Patriot's or the Monday. Day. The, that, I think it's always the third Monday of April. Oh, okay. Is that right? Is that about no, right? it didn't come up when I looked. So. Oh, All right. Question but your sources. For our purposes tonight, we're going to focus on tax filing, some last-minute tax planning moves. And I shouldn't call it tax planning because if you've listened to our show for any period of time, you've heard us say before, your tax planning needs to happen well in advance of the end of the year and certainly in advance of the tax filing deadline. But there are a few things that you can do to reduce the tax bite still um, this year. So we'll talk about some of those ideas. Yeah, certainly with taxes on a lot of people's mind this time of year, we'll give you some last-minute tidbits, um, a little bit more information on um, uh, tax uh, rates, uh, taxes as they relate to investments, and then uh, some practicality admin. uh, How long do you have to save these tax documents Mm -hmm. for what type of documents should you save so we'll talk about that as well but yes big picture tax planning does not happen in march prior to april 15th or 18th in the case of this year um, of the filing date you know tax planning is year-round so right now is a good time to be planning your 2022 tax strategy because now you have time to implement certain Uh, planning options um, during the course of the year. So tax planning is year-round. Right, and we always like to be proactive rather than reactive. But here we are, March 22nd. So if you are looking for some last-minute moves, one of the things you may be able to take advantage of is making an individual retirement account or IRA contribution. So if you have earned income, you are able to contribute $6,000 a year to an individual retirement account, or you can add 7000 if you're over the age of 50. You get to do a little bit of extra. And money that is in a, an IRA, a traditional IRA, then grows tax-deferred, and then you can use it in retirement as income. So it's a really good savings vehicle. Now, one of the advantages of making an IRA contribution is that it, is, it may be tax deductible. So 
depending on your level of income and depending on whether or not you have another, if you have access to another retirement plan, like through your employer, you may be able to take a tax deduction for that contribution. So that can help lower your tax bill at the very last minute because you have until April 18th to make those IRA contributions. Yes, and everyone is eligible to make some sort of IRA contribution. It just um, depends on what type is best for you and what you're eligible for. So anyone can make a non-deductible IRA contribution. And for people uh, with high income above the income limits for deductible IRAs, that is an option for them. However, there is a fair amount of record keeping and administration around non-deductible IRA contributions. So you have to be up to the task if you even want to attempt a non-deductible IRA contribution, because if you don't do it right, when the money eventually comes out of the IRAs, if you haven't properly accounted for the non-deductible contributions, then they could be subject to taxation a second time, and you've defeated the whole purpose of making non-deductible contributions. So for most people, we say while you might be eligible for them, you probably shouldn't unless you either have professionals working with you or you are a really good long-term record keeper. Mm -hmm. Um, And then within income thresholds, uh, you might be able to make deductible IRA contributions, and that way you uh, can uh, reduce your taxable income and get a tax break. And for those where it's appropriate, you might uh, also, within income limitations, be able to make Roth IRA contributions. You don't get a tax deduction for contributions to a Roth, But when you withdraw the money, ostensibly at retirement, you don't have to pay tax on it, unlike a deductible IRA, which comes out uh, as ordinary income. So uh, a lot of options for everyone to make some tax advantage type of contribution to an IRA. And it just has to be done in the account by April 18th. And you can do it for tax year 2021. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, something you may not, most people may not realize is that I had mentioned first off that you have to have earned income to make these contributions. You have to have at least $6,000 of earned income to make a $6,000 IRA contribution. Well, what if you uh, don't work and you don't have earned income? What if you are a stay-at-home spouse. You can make contributions on behalf of a spouse that doesn't have earned income. So if you are a married couple and one of you works and one of you doesn't work, you will most likely be able to make an IRA contribution on behalf of your spouse of the the same amount, $6,000 a year for most people and then an extra $1,000 on top of that for those over age 50. So even if you don't have earned income, if your spouse does, it still will likely open the door for you to make a deductible IRA contribution. And in particular, um, if you're married filing joint, which most people are, uh, and your um, uh, adjusted gross income 
is less than $204,000, then you can, then the non-working spouse can make this fully deductible IRA contribution. So uh, the number there, 204, or it might be slightly less in 21. So mm-hmm. let's call it 200 just to be safe. Uh, adjusted gross income below that number, you can make that spousal deductible IRA contribution. All right, we're going to pause right here and go out, go up to Hampton and speak to Bill. Good evening, Bill. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Thanks for the call. Hi there. I, had, I do have a question on IRAs, and I'm not sure if you covered this, but can you have a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA at the same time? Mm-hmm. Good question, Bill. Yes, you can have both a traditional and a Roth IRA. And in fact, you can contribute to both a traditional and a Roth IRA. But the limits we were talking about, the $6,000 a year or $7,000 a year for those over age 50, apply across all IRAs. So you can only put a total of $6,000 in between both your traditional and Roth IRA in a year. And you can contribute to both as long as you don't go over that annual limit in one calendar year. Understood. Thank you. All right, Bill. Yeah, good question. Yeah, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. That's a good uh, illuminating question. Uh, by the way, 627-7979. Oh, we probably, yeah, we probably need to take a break here. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to run, run uh, take a quick break. If you got more questions like Bill, give us a call, 627-7979. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. All right, if you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, we'd love to hear from you. 627-7979. Right now we're going to hear from Steve up in Pocosin. Good evening, Steve. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Thanks for the call. Hey, how are you doing? Doing great. All right, so to lay out real quick, I am a business owner and my wife does work. Um, as a business owner, I am an LLC, and it's not tons of profits, uh, but what I do is I have a draw, and my wife, she has her income, and we file taxes, but it's not a lot of money, right? And so my question would be, as far as my understanding, the lay down that for taxes, it's $6,000 per person, so if you file it jointly, like my wife and I do, it's 12000 and to itemize and get over the amount to get more back in taxes. So basically, the bottom line is, if my company that I have, and I take draws, and the taxes and this, that, and the other, 
if I am LLC sole owner and the only person pulling money from my wife and I together, first question is, can I be able to do an IRA or be able to invest with an IRA, my wife and I, and use it as a deduction? And just to clarify, Steve, do you have any sort of retirement plan uh, as part of your LLC corporation? No. Right. Okay. So you, d does your wife, is she eligible for a retirement plan at her work? It's not a, pens a pension, so she just switched companies. Uh, she is eligible to put money in, but it's not a pension. It would be like an IRA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she has access She's to a company-sponsored retirement yeah. plan. Okay. Okay. Um, well, then it is going to depend on your income. So if you are married filing jointly and your modified adjusted gross income is less than $109,000, then it looks like your wife would be able to make a fully deductible IRA contribution. Okay. So there, and there's I a phase out. To, right. And it, and it was the last uh, before the break. So I heard, you know, the other spouse could put in. Mm -hmm. So if she was not doing a deduction from her paychecks to go into the IRA, but I gave her the money to put into the IRA, her IRA, the, would that be, of course, it's not uh, pre-tax uh, out of her paycheck because she's not putting in, but would it be deductible for both of us? Yeah, so we, we were talking about spousal IRAs. We were talking about making a contribution for a spouse who has no earned income. In your case, you each have earned income. So your spouse, she can make a contribution to her own IRA based on her own earned income, and you can as well. But it just depends on the level of your modified adjusted gross income that will determine whether you're able to take a tax deduction for those contributions. And if I'm understanding the facts properly, because Steve does not ha is not covered by a retirement plan through his form of work, then he should be eligible for the spousal contribution, which would then raise the limit? Well, Steve has his own earned income, so he would be making his own contribution, but it would be, you would be able to make that deduct, take the deduction for it as long as your modified adjusted gross income is less than 204000 So there's, there's a few yeah. limits going on. There's a different limit yeah. for your wife who has access to a retirement plan and a different limit for you who doesn't have a retirement plan. And that's where your tax advisor can help you yeah. get more specific. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, Steve, that you may also be able to, in addition, add to a SEP IRA because you own your own business. So you may be able to make an IRA contribution and a SEP IRA contribution, both at the same time. That would both potentially be deductible, but you'd probably want to work with your tax advisor on that. Is that a, a SEP IRA? Is that supplemental IRA? SEP. SEP. Mm -hmm. oh, -E Self-Employed okay. Pension IRA. Okay. 
Yeah, which takes a little bit more admin and setup uh, than regular IRA contributions, but just know it's out there and available, um, and you might have access to it. Okay. I appreciate your time. Okay, Steve, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Um, you want to follow up? Yeah, just it does get a little complicated. I know we're kind of rattling off all these adjusted yeah. gross income levels, but it, those aren't – we're just – using the lower limits there's actually a phase out period where you can make pro rata contributions so Mm -hmm. i just want to stress to anyone that's listening if you think you might want to do this or might be eligible talk to your tax preparer yeah because there's a lot more nuance and detail that we can't translate that well over the radio in just you know 60 minutes and just like that we have to pause for the news at the bottom of the hour so marge in yorktown and warren in virginia beach if you guys can hold on through the news we will come back and pick up your phone calls when we come back 627-7979 she's allison i'm kevin you're listening to dollars and common sense on am 790 wnis Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized, ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, you can check us out online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog boxes, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you got more nuanced questions, you want to speak to a live human being, give us a call at the office, 456-2200. Probably speak with Donna. She's uh, excellent at answering any questions that you might have. I want to remind everybody, our next uh, show will be Tuesday, April 12th. That's actually three weeks from now due to the way the calendar falls. But Tuesday, April 12th at 6 p.m. Or we'll have a rebroadcast this Saturday of this show. Uh, sometimes Saturday morning. But if you can't catch us live on the 2nd and 4th Tuesday or the rebroadcast on the following Saturday, you can get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts and download us, take us with you wherever you go. And also, for those who just want some general light engagement with us, we are on Facebook and we are on LinkedIn. So you can search for Wealthway Financial Advisors and those two forums and uh, see some occasional posts from us. All right, 627-7979. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, we'd love to hear from you. Right now we're going to go up to Yorktown, speak with Marge, who's been waiting patiently. Good evening, Marge. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Hi. So my question might be a little weird. I've got a daughter who is... 30, has a small business in France, and pays French taxes, as well as files a U.S. taxes, where she has no 
no U.S. income, but to um, just make sure that she's maintaining. Well, she does have uh, U.S. dividend income, and to keep everything straight, she still files both taxes. Um, can we uh, contribute to an IRA for her? Okay, that's a good complicated question there, Marge, and your luck because Allison was a French major undergrad <gasps> in college. Do not throw that out there. And I'm sure she's fluent in the no. language. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> no, I'm not going to break out my French for anybody today. But Marge, is your daughter single or is she married? She's uh, cohabiting. Okay. So she's technically single so she files single okay and it sounds like she files and pays taxes in france but for administrative reasons she also files in the u.s but doesn't end up having any taxable income on the u.s tax return is that right um i'm not sure just how much her dividends are for the last couple of years we've been giving the full uh thirty thousand to her, as well as some other dividends that she would have had even before uh, her accounts would have been small before the last couple of years where we've given her the full 30. Oh, for gifting? So, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, well, unfortunately, dividends don't count as earned income, so you aren't eligible to make IRA contributions based on investment income. It has to be actually W-2 earned income or uh, through 1099 or business income, but it does have to be taxed through the U.S. And so income that's excluded from taxation on her U.S. tax return would not allow her to make an IRA contribution is my understanding. The, uh, and the French income doesn't count either? No, it has to be taxed as earned income on her U.S. tax return to enable her to make an IRA contribution. Okay. But your idea is a good one, Marge, and you can, by gifting money to her on a regular basis, she can always save that money, uh, invest it in a brokerage type type of account, right. and while she can't get a tax deduction for it, she can continue to grow her net worth by doing so. Yes, well, that's the idea. I mean, it's investing, I want to say, in probably a Schwab account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's not going into uh, her hot little spending account. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Well, uh, you're doing a good thing for her, Marge, and I hope she's enjoying herself over there in France. But yeah. unless she has U.S. income uh, and claims it on a U.S. tax return, uh, then she not then she's not eligible for the IRA contributions. Yeah, well, she actually works for a U.S. company, but she takes her money and. Uh, for, for, euros, euros yeah. in order to justify her uh, hmm. business 
in France for her uh, hmm. for her being in France. Yeah. In, in France. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually people... Otherwise, they would probably send her packing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, a a unique circumstance there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. well, um, I... It really doesn't sound like she would be eligible to make IRA contributions, but if she has, if she wants to run that by whoever's preparing their taxes, her taxes, they would be certainly a good resource, a, a good double check. Yeah, usually American expatriates have, uh, who work for a large enough company overseas, have access to sophisticated um, tax planning companies that uh, know understand the nuances of the tax code. But from the information you shared with us, we don't think she's eligible, but there are, you know, the fact that she works for a U.S. company, that might open a door. Yeah, it's a tiny company, though. It's a startup, in fact. Okay, mm, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, okay, well, thank you. All okay. right, Marge, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 627-7979. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, we'd love to hear from you. We're going to hear from Warren right now, who's been hanging out in Virginia Beach, waiting patiently. Good evening, Warren. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Hey, good evening, guys. Glad to talk to you. Got a quick question. I am actively investing in uh, my company's 401k for 33 years. I've invested the max. Um, I've got upwards about seven fifty, seven eighty thousand in it. Am I? Can I also invest in a Roth to offset some of those taxes that I'm going to pay when I start uh, getting my RMDs? Mm-hmm. Good question, Warren. We haven't talked about this yet. You can contribute to both your company-sponsored 401k plan as well as an individual retirement account. So it's not one or the other. You are able to do both as long as you're under the income limits that are set. So for a Roth IRA, are you married or are you do you file single? I'm engaged. Engaged. Yeah. So let's see, will you be married this year? Uh, More than likely, yes. More than likely. So more than likely filing joint this year. If your income is your modified adjusted gross income is less than $204,000, then you can make a Roth IRA contribution. But Is that combined or is that? Combined. uh, Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we're above that. Okay, there is a little bit of a phase out, but it completely phases out at 214,000. So, so I invest in a Roth, is that what you're saying? Right. So between 204 and 214, you could do a partial contribution in a Roth, but if your modified adjusted gross income is above 214, then you are likely not eligible to make a Roth IRA contribution. However, do you know if your company has a Roth option in your 401k plan? Uh, I don't believe so. No? Okay. Um, It's becoming more and more prevalent where 401k plans allow you to either do pre-tax traditional or 
Roth contribution. So I was going to say that's another option because that is not limited based on your income if if the plan offers it, but doesn't sound like that's the case for you. Yeah, for okay. certain. So if I were married, filing separate, is the 214 still, does it still come in an effect if we're, we have more income than 214000 together, or if I am under 214 filing married, uh, separate, whatever it's called, yeah. am I still, can I invest in a Roth at that point? If you file married filing separate, I believe it goes then to the single limits, which yeah, are much lower. Yeah, there are very few advantages and many disadvantages of fair filing m- married uh, separately. Um, so no, you can't quite game it that way, uh, Warren. Um, you're still, and and even if you could, um, you're going to give up other advantages mm-hmm. uh, of filing by doing it separately than doing it jointly. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have a unique situation in that I own my home, she owns her home. I'm not sure whether I'm going to sell mine or if she's going to sell hers or we rent one or the other out. So if I don't get rid of my home, does that change the uh, whole dynamics of it all? I know these are complicated questions. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's okay. So you may potentially get married and you may sell one of the homes and you're wanting to know if that impacts your ability to make a IRA contribution. Okay. okay. Was that your All question? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I, it's kind of complicated to get that. Yeah, that the home sale shouldn't really have any impact right. on the, your ability to contribute. Now, if either of you sells your home for a profit, um, that could be a taxable event depending on how much profit you make on the sale of the home. Um, but as it relates to contributions to either the 401k or an IRA, that should not have a bearing. Now, if we're married and the event comes that I sell my home, are we eligible for the $500,000 um, tax-free income from the home? How long have you owned your home, Warren? Uh, 20 years, I guess. And you've, you've always lived there. It has never been in a, a rental property? That's correct. Yeah. Then, it, yes, I believe you would qualify for the exclusion. So you'd be able to exclude up to $500,000 worth of the, the capital gain from taxation. Even though my wife's not lived here? That's, or my future wife's not lived here? That's my understanding, okay. although that's a pretty detailed question that you would certainly want to yeah. run by your tax advisor to be certain. Okay. All right. Well, great. You've uh, definitely enlightened me on some things. I appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. All right, Warren. Thanks for the call. You guys have a good evening. You all too. right. And we wish you and your fiance all the health and happiness. Good luck. 627 7979. We're going to step away, take a short break. We'll be right back after these messages. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM 790 WNIS.
And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online, wealthwayadvisors.com. You can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the drop-down menu. Uh, I'm sorry, in the dialog box, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we'll use your name and address for. Our next show will be in three weeks on Tuesday, April 12th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't wait for that, then download a podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, search for Dollars and Common Sense. Download us, take us with you wherever you go. Or you can also like us on Facebook and LinkedIn. 627-7979 if you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation. We'd love to hear from you. Right now we're going to go up to Newport News and speak with Dale. Good evening, Dale. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Good evening. How can we help you? I was wondering, uh, our 401k does allow Roth as well as regular pre-tax deferrals. So can I also uh, contribute to an IRA Roth? Roth IRA. Yes. So you are able to contribute to an individual retirement account as well as a 401k. The limits are different. They're separate and different. So how old are you, Dale? Almost 62. Almost 62. Okay. So you would be eligible for the catch up. So you'd be eligible to contribute up to $27,000 into your 401k, whether that's pre-tax or Roth. And then depending on income limits, if your income was below the limits for an individual retirement account, you may be able to make a $7,000 contribution to an IRA or a Roth IRA. Okay, good. So you can um, add them, right, as long as you're not over the limit. Right. As long as your Very income's good. below the threshold, it allows you to save right. into both buckets, which is a great benefit. Yeah, they aren't mutually yeah. exclusive. Right, right. And is it, I don't know, this is a difficult question. Um, I know you need more information, but if you are trying to get, well, similar to the previous caller, if you're trying to get more Roth um Benefits at my age where I have like 90% of my savings in regular and just a small amount in Roth mm -hmm. rather than try to roll it over and pay the taxes. Would it be better to do some Roth at this late stage or is it kind of late because some kind of five-year um, rule? Yeah, that's a good question, Dale. We do a lot of analysis on that. And I, I am a believer that it can sometimes make sense to make Roth contributions even later in the later years, even if maybe you're still in somewhat of a high tax bracket, just to start building that bucket that is treated differently than all of your pre-tax money. You know, you said 
that 90% of your money is pre-tax. So that's all going to be taxable to you once you start withdrawing it. So I don't think there's anything wrong with making Roth contributions that that can hopefully grow and and you know you still have got years ahead of you in retirement so they'll grow tax free. Right, right. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for the advice. Mhm. All right, Dale, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 627-7979. Got a few minutes left here and to tag on to what Dale was saying is yeah, the reason we like some diversification in types of IRAs because Roth IRAs are not subject to required minimum distributions. Mm -hmm. So like Dale, most people have most of their money in the traditional form of IRAs or in 401ks, which work the same way. And at age 72, you will be required to start taking money out of those types of accounts. And the money that comes out of a traditional IRA or 401k plan will be will come out and be taxed as ordinary income. If you have a Roth IRA bucket, then, and if you need some additional cash flow, you can somewhat manage your tax brackets a little bit by having options for both. Yeah, and what Dale was um, asking about, a, a part of his question that I didn't directly address yet was the five-year rule. So there is a rule that when you make Roth IRA contributions, you have to, the account has to be open for at least five years before you can take your contributions out tax and penalty free. Um, But like I said, he still has a long time horizon, even though he's 62 and he probably has other buckets he can pull from if he needs money. So the time period, that time restrictions, not, not a a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. And with, let's say five more years of work history. And if Mm -hmm. you're able to max out your contributions, you're looking at, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars over the next five years of contributions into a Roth-type 401k vehicle there, and maybe even more with Roth IRA contributions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for people even later in life um, who typically are at their peak earning years, they still have options and opportunities to take advantage of some tax-preferred investment accounts if you organize your affairs appropriately. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we're, I think, about out of time, but I I did want to say that when you're doing tax planning, it's not always about trying to reduce your tax bill to zero at at all costs. We, of course, help our clients minimize taxes as much as possible whenever possible, but our ultimate goal is growing your net worth so that you can live a secure, comfortable life. So we don't want to make tax moves to the detriment of our overall net worth. Right. Don't let the tax tail wag the dog. The main objective is to build your net worth, and taxes are a natural consequence of successful investing. That's all the time we have for today. We'll be back in three weeks on April 12th. In the meantime, if you want more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. For Certified Financial Planner, Allison Dubril, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS sponsored and paid for by Wealthway Financial Advisors. We are solely responsible.